Hey ladies, welcome back to The Woman Podcast. My name is Katie Beza and I'm your host. And we are in the third week of our Armor of God Bible study. This is a study that was developed uh, by the women of our church. It came out of Woman Conference, which is the conference we have each year. And it has been so good. So if you're just tuning in, I really encourage you to go back and listen to week one and week two because... They were just so good. Um, But this week is week three. Our friend Abby Ichter is teaching us out of Ephesians 6. And um, along with that, we have a written devotional on our Woman Conference app. That's in the App Store on your phone. And then in that, we have discussion questions too. So this is a really, really easy way to go through a study um, with your roommates or friends, family. So I encourage you to do that. And here we go. Let's listen to Abby. Hey guys, my name is Abby and we are in week three of our Armor of God study. Welcome back. I'm going to be diving in a little bit deeper on just one piece of armor today, and that's the shield of faith. First off, since you're probably in our room of women studying this now, ironically, a great attribute of the shield of faith is that it's communal. It's collective. It's not just you on your own with that shield. So let me unpack it with some imagery and history first. History lesson number one. In battle, I'm very experienced, I know I know all the things, soldiers could use the shield not only as a defensive, but as a way to push someone. And they also had a strategy where a group of soldiers could form an enclosure around themselves, making them stronger and forming a protective circle. And the reason this was important was because the shield was really that first line of defense. The opposing side would often use an assortment of flaming arrows, catapults, fireballs, all in an effort to overwhelm the opposing side. And this shield, the protective circle, uh, is what would absorb the majority of these blows. And it protected the soldiers from being overwhelmed quickly and ultimately overtaken by the enemy. And isn't this just how Satan works? He loves to overwhelm us with these flaming arrows. And flaming arrows can be things that feel like they're coming out of nowhere, right? Random doubts about your faith, panic attacks, fear, things that make us say, wow, where did that come from? And it can feel like everything is hitting you at once and you get discouraged quickly. But really all of it is just a ruse to take our minds off of God and to put us in a vulnerable position against the enemy. We're looking inward, we're really self-involved, really focused, but not on God. And in 1 Peter 4.12, it says, don't be surprised when you feel attacks on every side. Don't ask, where is God, simply because you're having to fight at all. Because when it seems like God is absent or unaware, or a promise is yet to be fulfilled in our lives, the shield of faith helps us push back on these lies and keeps us grounded, especially when we're being hit from every side. So I'm just going to give you three very practical ways the shield of faith protects us. So if you've got a pen and paper, now's a good time to jot it down. So number one, it positions us to believe, but not believe in ourselves, but believe in God and trust that He defends and He protects us. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we do not see. So while Satan's attacks can make us often question what God is up to, faith says, No, I will hold fast. I will stand firm. I will not move from this position. I will not move from this uh, position of faith. I will choose to believe that God is working on my behalf, 
even when it feels like nothing's happening. Number two, it guards my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And really this idea is taken from Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Because when we pray and when we ask the Holy Spirit to be near and for Him to renew our minds, He is protecting and guarding us with His peace. And it also protects those around me when I actively lock shields with my brothers and sisters in Christ. When we create that enclosure, it's protecting more than just me. It's, it's not just about me at that point. And number three, it makes me victorious. Because I know the way the battle will end, it sets me up to walk confidently. Because think about it, how much differently would you live if you already knew the way the story ends? Well, spoiler alert, we already do know how this whole thing ends. We know that the gates of hell won't prevail against the church, amen, and that God has already won the ultimate battle. And so this means because we are His children, we partake in that same victory. Um, And so we walk confidently. We hold up that shield with confidence. We don't, we're not shaking or trembling in fear. Um, and this idea is really taken from 1 John 5.4. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And so my question for you today in your group is how are you using your shield of faith? Is it on the ground gathering dust or are you using it to form that barrier around your friends and family? Because I was that friend when we were trying to conceive, I was the friend that was discouraged. I was the one that needed my friends to gather around me and say, hey, I know you're tired and the wait is long and and painful, but we're going to believe on your behalf. And what's really cool is the month that we did get pregnant was actually the month I'd been my most discouraged. But it just goes to show that God can work with that mustard seed faith. And even when you're feeling tired, God is still doing miracles and He can still deal with our doubt. And one of the many kindnesses of God is that if we are lacking in faith, the Word of God says that we can ask because He is the author and perfecter of our faith. And He is faithful and good to give us that when we ask. But we must first call on Him as Lord. We must first have a relationship with Jesus. Because it says in Hebrews eleven sixteen, And without faith it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him.